I'm John Yeager for Bloodworks 101. It's a monthly podcast brought to you by your friends here at Bloodworks Northwest, and it's designed to educate or inspire you to donate either time, money, or blood. Eggers at the back, bottom of the 11th inning. Got the whole town listening. Swung on and belted. The words distorted. Joy Core rounds third. Here comes Griffey. The throw to the place, not in time. My oh my, the Mariners win it. Yes, fireworks, they lit up that ceiling in the kingdom. We had just made history. It is time again for baseball. As of Friday, July 24th, the 2020 season is underway. And while it's only 60 games, it is still baseball. What does that have to do with Bloodworks Northwest? Well, a couple of months ago, when the COVID-19 pandemic first began, Bloodworks Northwest started something called a pop-up donor center at T-Mobile Park, the home of the Mariners. Some former Mariners and front office staff stepped up and donated blood. One of those was Rick Riz, the voice of the Mariners. Earlier this week, I got a chance to spend a few minutes with Rick, now in his 35th season with the club. We talked about the long-awaited start of the baseball season and the impact of blood donations like his. Hey, Rick, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine, John. How are you? Beautiful day out, and uh, we're going to play some baseball later on tonight, and uh, we're getting close to the baseball season, but I'm doing great. So you were part of this extraordinary experiment that we called the pop-up donor center. Well, uh, T-Mobile Park sat vacant because of COVID-19. You and thousands of Mariners fans devoted their time and, um, and, their, and their arm. You rolled up your sleeve and donated blood. Uh, former Mariners catcher Dan Wilson and his wife Annie were there. Rick, what was that like? It was a, it was a great experience. You know, I've never really donated blood before, uh, but uh, it's something that I wanted to do, especially at this time with what uh, our city, our community, our state, our country, our world is going through, uh, you know, with the coronavirus pandemic and then with uh, other surgeries being put on hold and all of a sudden now they come in and, and they need valuable blood. So uh, it was something that I wanted to do. It's amazing what Bloodworks Northwest did for us to allow us that opportunity to come in and we made it so easy and comfortable. All the technicians, it's nothing, little pinch right there. And all I of know. a sudden, eight minutes later, you're down a pint, and but you save lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our blood save, saves lives. So uh, it was a great experience. John Stanton was there when I was there, and Tim Heavily and his wife, uh, Chris and Greg Green from our front office. So a lot of the Mariners were involved, but I can't thank the folks from Bloodworks Northwest enough for, for what they mean to our community and what they've done for thousands of people to save thousands of lives. Remember, you came up with the happy totals. I think we had more than 7,800 yeah. lives impacted. And I mean, yeah. every time listening to you is like, you know, it, it brings me back to the reason that I came to town back, you know, 25, 30 years ago because I knew there was major league baseball here and I heard you and Dave, you know, mm. in the booth and I know you miss him terribly still to this day. It's been almost what, 10 years since he's passed. It's been 10 years. Yeah. And, um, it's just a nice feeling to hear you there again, you know, accompanying us throughout the summer, you know, and it just didn't feel like summer. It hasn't felt like summer so far. And this weekend you're going to start, calling games again. What's that going to be like? Well, it means like it's it's official. Summer is back when, when baseball is back. We should have been back at the end of March, but everything was shut down. All our lives were put on hold at that time. 
but it's going to be fun getting back to some kind of normalcy. Uh, nothing has been normal. There's a whole new normal now since um, we were struck with this uh, virus, which has affected the entire world, not just us and our community, but everywhere. So we have to deal with what we have in front of us. We have to take care of ourselves so others stay healthy. We have to wear a mask and wash our hands and keep our distance from our friends. Uh, that, that's the weirdest part. You know, I'm, I'm a hugger. You know, I, I like greeting people's handshakes and hugs and things like that. I love seeing my friends. And that's what I miss more than than anything. My son has been here, you know, every day and I do a lot of cooking and things like that. And everybody has done some interesting things during this time. But it just means baseball coming back. It means that part of our lives are are coming back again. You know, just like when 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 things are going well and springtime comes around and you hear that bat hitting the ball and the ball smacking into a glove. And it's just it's the greatest sound in the world. It's the greatest feeling in the world that a huge part of our lives, you know, are coming back, which is the game of baseball. Baseball is such a part of the fabric of our lives. Uh, you know, we're, we're so ingrained in the community. You know, the baseball fans, you know, really relate to the Mariners and the other teams that were here going way back to the Seattle Rainiers and everything. It's just so much a part of our daily lives that we can keep track of our favorite players and, and enjoy the good times and lament the bad times and hope for the good times, you know, the next year, wait till next year. But uh, baseball is the greatest game in the world and I miss it. The fans have missed it. And uh, in the next few days, uh, it's coming back. All right. I'm going to ask you to look into the crystal ball. But I'm also going to ask you to remember, started out 13-2 and two last year, and, and all of a sudden you had hope around the city that something amazing like 1995 or 2001 was going to happen again, and then it faded. And, uh, and yet there's still, there, there's still a lot of talent there. What kind of prediction do you have, honest prediction, this year? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, Jerry DePoto went out and rebuilt this ball club, and it takes a while. It's like baking a cake, you know. You just don't throw one ingredient in there, throw it in the oven, and hope you have a cake. It, it doesn't happen. So what it takes is time. It takes time to make the right deals. A couple of years ago, the Mariners had one of the worst farm systems in all of baseball. They were ranked 29th out of the 30 teams. So Jerry went to work, rolled up his sleeves with, uh, you know, Justin Hollander, our assistant GM, and the guys, all the guys in the front office, and the baseball analytic guys. And they made, traded away a lot of veteran guys, and they brought in tremendous young talent that's going to get us to the playoffs. But it takes time for those kids to get here. They brought in Jared Kelnick from the New York Mets, along with Gershon Bautista and Justin Dunn. Justin Dunn is going to be in the starting rotation. Jared Kelnick is going to be not a, not a good player. He's going to be a great player in the big leagues for a long, long time. A 20-year-old kid, tremendous ability. He's going to be great for a long time. That was that one deal for Robbie Cano and Edwin Diaz. And then all the other trades that Jerry made to bring in Justice Sheffield from the New York Yankees and the Paxton deal to bring in J.P. Crawford, who did a nice job for us last year for Gene Segura from the Philadelphia Phillies and on and on and on. And now the Mariners have the fifth-best farm system in all of baseball. They drafted very well the last few years. Logan Gilbert, a first-round pick a few years ago from Stetson University. George Kirby, a first-round pick out of Elon University. And this year, Emerson Hancock, talented right-handed pitcher out of the University of Georgia, first-round pick. 
I mean, these kids can play, but it takes time, number one, to come through the minor leagues, which I think this is the, the roughest part of the year is that there won't be a minor league system. We're going to have 30 kids down at Tacoma in the alternate training sites, you know, playing against one another in, in the inter-squad game. So we're going to miss that part of the development, you know, playing against other teams with the same talent and the same type of uh, ability at that level, A, AA, and AAA, and so forth and so on. So we're going to we're going to miss that. And, yes, they'll be competing against one another. But the farm system is really produced, and now you have to get those kids here. And that process started last year by getting – uh, Kyle Lewis here, who had home runs in his first three games and home runs in six of his first 10 games that just burst onto the scene in September. we got Jake Fraley here, who came over in the Tampa Bay trade from Mike Zunino, along with Malik Smith. Malik was here last year. And then we got uh, J.P. Crawford coming up from AAA Tacoma last year and played well. Uh, Shedlong Jr. came up, you know, from the minor leagues in that, in that uh, minor league uh, trade as well. So, you know, he did well. And then the additions of Austin Nola, who spent seven years in the minor leagues, and Tom Murphy, these guys did a tremendous job. So it's hard to get here. We got to get these kids here. They got to learn at this level. They got to figure things out. So it takes another year or so to get going. And it just doesn't happen overnight. So it's going to be a few years, but uh, the talent is definitely there. I've seen it with my own eyes at spring training and here at summer camp. And these kids are going to get us to where we want to be here in the very near future, and that's to the playoffs. Well, thanks for giving me hope, and thanks for giving us your donation. And I hope I can maybe see you. Uh, I'll donate with you again at the end. When, when at the end of the season, I'll make you a deal. I'll donate with you again. If you if you make your appointment, I'll be there. I'll okay. go with you. All right, okay. buddy. That's the deal. Yeah. Congratulations to what everybody does over there at Bloodworks Northwest. Uh, all the folks made it such an easy thing. You know, you don't have to be afraid or hesitant or anything like that. And it's, it's so worth it because you just sit there for a few minutes, donate a pint of blood. It's going to be back in the next few weeks. You're going to get it back and you have a chance to really have an impact in the community and save lives. How often can we do something where we actually save a life? So it was a great experience. I'm glad I did it and I would be happy Happy, happy, happy to do it again. Good talking to you, as always, Rick. Thanks again. You're welcome, John. Well, that's about it for Bloodworks 101. We have a couple of summer encore episodes that we'll be sharing for the next few weeks, but then in mid-September, we'll start season two. So until next time, I'm John Yeager for Bloodworks 101. It's my city, my city, childhood, my life, that's right, under those lights. My city, my city, childhood, that's right, me house, my oh my, come on. My city, my city, childhood, my life, that's right, under those lights. It's my city, my city, childhood, my life, me house, my oh my, rest in peace.